I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you like what you hear, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and also at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Today's sponsor is Blue Land Cleaning. Blue Land is an eco-friendly cleaning products company on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic packaging. They offer their products as a set of reusable bottles, along with cleaning tablets that you simply add to warm water to make a full bottle of hand soap or cleaning solution. Also founded by a mom with a three-year-old son. My kids loved making all these products with me. And now we have these amazing glass bottles and all different color hues uh, that make cleaning a little bit more fun, especially during quarantine. Today's episode is a bit of a departure, but I'm really, really excited about it. And I think it'll be really entertaining and fun for you to listen to. At least I hope so. You can let me know afterwards if you want. But I'm interviewing two of the most important people at Goodreads, and they'll tell you more about it if you don't know already about Goodreads. But I'm assuming that many of you as book lovers know about this giant site for book recommendations where you can follow your friends' picks and all the rest. Danny Fakus is the editorial director at Goodreads. And in addition to that, has written many of his own articles. He does a lot of the book picks for the site and even wrote an article about doing naked yoga, which I kind of poked fun at him about during the episodes. You'll hear about that. That was not for Goodreads, by the way. That was at a former site that he worked at. And then Suzanne Skivara is the VP of Marketing and Editorial for Goodreads. And she has also written many roundups of articles and books in the past specifically related to career books for women. So there are tons of lists of hers floating about. So not only are they Goodreads execs, but they are hardcore book lovers and just want to help promote books and authors in the same way that I do. So we all got together for a chat and they gave some inside scoop into what is popular on Goodreads for this summer and what their own picks are and all the rest. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. And if you haven't already checked out Goodreads, go to goodreads.com and you can check it out. Welcome, Suzanne and Danny, to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We're really excited to be here. We've been listening and looking at your show for a while now, so it's great to do this. Aww. Thank you for having us. So Suzanne Skivara is the VP of Marketing and Editorial for Goodreads, and Danny Fakus is the managing editor there. And it's such a pleasure to be able to talk books with people from Goodreads, which I know there are people out there who might not know what it is. So for those like two people, I want you to explain it. But for everyone else, this is such a thrill because Goodreads is just like the be all end all for book lovers. So so maybe one of you could, could talk a little about what Goodreads is, and then we'll talk about you both individually and some some of our shared book book love. I love that you have that reaction about Goodreads because every because every now and then I'll meet people when I'm commuting or something. That, uh, one time I was wearing a, a Goodreads jacket and he was like, how do I get one of those? I was like, you have to work there. <laughs> <laughs> I love working at Goodreads. It's a dream come true. So for those of you who haven't heard what Goodreads is, it's the world's largest community of readers. We have 105 million members around the world and our mission is to help people discover books they love and get more out of reading. And so if you're looking to discover more books to read, because it's so hard because there's millions of books out there, so we can help you go through all of that to find a book that's actually going to really fit you, your tastes, your mood, and help you keep track of what you're reading because it's really, really satisfying to, you know, it's kind of a virtual way of that looking back at the bookcase and going, oh, yes, I remember where I was when I read that book. And oh, wow, look how many books I've read this year. So fantastic place. And even better, it's free to use. Always a perk. <laughs> <laughs> But how long have both of you been with, with Goodreads? 
I've been with Goodreads for seven years, which I love. So when I first was getting to know it, I was a consultant for a year before that. So when I was first getting to know Goodreads, there were 5 million members. So it's been really fun seeing it grow and change. And Danny, how long have you been with this? I've been at Goodreads for four years this month. So I'm celebrating my anniversary and I'm very excited. I'm definitely going to pop some champagne. Happy (laughs) anniversary. Awesome. Thank you. Champagne emojis all around. (laughs) So Danny and Suzanne also write. They don't just read as most writers write and most readers write and everybody's writing and reading. And I got a (laughs) chance to read some of your essays before we delve into other books you love. And I'm I, Danny, your essay on nude <laughs> yoga. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I couldn't figure out if I should blush or laugh or both. It was amazing. <laughs> so you, you had this one quote in it too. And you said, I found myself getting bored, which is not a thing that happens often for a gay man in a room full of naked men. <laughs> that was my favorite line. Okay, so just tell us briefly, what is what is it like to do nude yoga? How did you even get the courage to even try or the insanity to even try that? So I was working for this health and fitness site that no longer exists, but it was called Sprite. And we knew that our audience would love this, like, you know, getting out of your comfort zone, trying something new. And I had been on meetup.com and found this class and I was like, I should do this and do it for the site and the greater good and for traffic and page views. So I took one for the team. I found a class on meetup.com and I went and yes, I disrobed immediately and got down (laughs) to business and it was both shocking and not shocking like you you really get into the like class pretty quickly and it becomes very normal but yeah (laughs) as you read in the article you know you know you don't want mirrors in that class I have a newfound oh. respect for your journalistic intre- integrity for having having done that. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. I mean, once I went and got a facial for an assignment and I felt like that was a, a big deal. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, it's great just to even have a background of you two sort of more as individuals because, you know, every, doesn't matter what job you have, everybody comes to it with their own backgrounds. And I love to get to know the people behind every job and every book and all the rest. But I'm excited to talk to you both about books because, you know, you're in such an interesting position having an inside glimpse into the world of what everyone's recommending and what everyone's reading. So share with us some of that inside information. Like, what are people reading right now? What is What are some of the trends? What do you think is going to go on? What are you seeing? Well, just wanted to say again, we love talking books. So, so this is such a thrill for us. Goodreads, we're seeing a ton of really interesting trends right now. Obviously, we're in an unprecedented time, so we're seeing our audience really gravitate to a few things. One thing that we're seeing is a lot of rereading. So people are gravitating towards the classics, Jane Austen, things like that that are maybe more comfort food for them, you know, slipping into something familiar. We're also seeing people really gravitate towards books that provide some sort of escape. So whether that's kind of like a beach read, if they can't actually make it to the beach, or something more in the horror genre that provides a fright that's not their own right now. We're seeing a lot of that. Another interesting trend that we've been seeing for the past you know, few years is diversity in the romance and young adult categories. We're seeing a lot of diverse authors here, a lot of diverse characters here. This summer, the romance genre is really interesting with heroines of a lot of different shapes and colors. And we just always love to champion those books. 
How about you, Suzanne? What are some of the things that you're excited about or what that the users have been showing you that they're really excited about coming up? I think that I always love to kind of champion the debut books. And I think this season, more than ever, debut authors have such a tough time. They've worked on these books for years. The plan is all out. And then coronavirus hits and everything tanks. And it's all just been such a hard, hard environment for them. So one debut that I'm really loving right now, I'm in the middle of it, is Saving Ruby King by Catherine Adele West, which is coming out on June 16th. And it's the story of a young woman who's determined to protect her best friend while a long buried secret threatens to unravel both families. It's set in the south side of Chicago and it's within the African-American community there. And the one teenager, her mother dies and she's left her home alone with her father who's very violent and was beating her mother and is also beating her. And then her best friend, Layla, is the daughter of a black pastor and she's trying to help Ruby. But then her father, who's a pastor of the church, is saying, stay away from that family, leave that alone. And the question is, why? And what's really interesting is that the author is Black and the daughter of a pastor and was raised in the south side of Chicago. And she said that she's brought a lot of that experience to writing this book. So it's a really great debut that I encourage a lot of people to try out. Are there any debuts on your list, Danny? Yeah, actually, kind of a common thread from what we were saying earlier, people finding comfort in Jane Austen and the classics. One of our authors was having the same inclination when she was going through a hard time. So this is one of those stories where the author story is just as fascinating as the actual novel. So Natalie Jenner is a debut author, and she had actually written five books prior to this book, but wasn't able to get any of them published. So she did what I think a lot of us want to do, which is open a bookstore. (laughs) But as soon as she did, her husband was diagnosed with cancer. So they actually had to shut out of the bookstore as she took time to take care of him. And during that time, she really found comfort in the books of Jane Austen. And as he began to heal, she decided that she might want to write a book about this. So she discovered this Jane Austen, and the book is called The Jane Austen Society. She discovered Jane Austen Society that exists in England, and she revolved around the story about this group trying to save the Jane Austen estate, which is in their small town. Um, And it really showcases this group as they try to heal from the wounds of World War II. And just, I think this is a really good book club pick, especially for those people that love Jane Austen. So that one came out in May, and it's called The Jane Austen Society. I did a podcast with Natalie, so maybe oh, I can nice. link to it in this episode notes and people can can hear it after. Oh, fantastic. Another debut that's popular on Goodreads is also one that I know that you really liked, which is If You're Happy and You Know It by Laura Hankin, because you recommended that for Book of the Month Club pick in May, right? I did. I did. Good sleuthing there. <laughs> well, I actually chose it and I got your I got your take on it. So it was really nice. Oh, yeah. I thought that was fun, especially, you know, I'm an Upper East Side mom and she made fun of basically everybody in my community and <laughs> that's okay. You know, it's always fun to, to laugh at. I mean, that's not what my life is like or the people I'm friends with, but it was, anyway, it was a great story. And I interviewed Laura so long ago. I feel like, I think it was in December and we were like, how crazy that we're interviewing, that we're doing this so early, you know, hope nothing bad happens. And now it's like, are you kidding me? Uh, like of all the stuff that's gone on. So, yeah. But yes, that is another great debut pick. What other books are you telling everybody about? Danny, I feel like you said, you mentioned you were excited about Rodham earlier. Tell me about that. 
Okay, yeah, so this is the book that I, <laughs> it's for a very specific person, especially if you like Curtis Settenfield. So she wrote Prep and she wrote American Wife and American Wife tells the tale of Laura Bush, but it's very veiled. And this one, we are definitely talking about Hillary Rodham, but not Hillary Rodham Clinton. The twist here is that she doesn't end up marrying Bill. She dates him, she moves to Arkansas with him, but she doesn't end up marrying him. So we see her move to Chicago and start her own political career. And as she begins to, you know, kind of go through the ranks, and potentially try to be president. <laughs> you see Bill come back in a really interesting way. And you actually see Donald Trump come back in a really surprising twist that I won't ruin. But I inhaled this book in a way that I haven't inhaled a book in a really long time. I was on PTO, so <laughs> caveat there, I did have time to inhale it. But I really recommend if, if you're a Hillary fan or just like kind of fan fiction, juicy, gossipy goodness, I think you'll like this one. And Suzanne, when time stopped, tell me more about this book. I've heard so much about it, but have not oh, read it yet. have. I'm so glad that you're hearing know, about yeah. it. So quick side note. So my husband is Czech and my name in the in Czech would be Suzanne Oshkivarová, which as one of my friends has said, he said, that's Bond girl name. And I'm like, that's why I'm going to change my name. I will take it. But then I know I'm not called that anymore. But this book, I was initially attracted to it because it is set in Czechoslovakia in the Second World War. And I really hadn't read about that experience. It's a memoir and it's called When Time Stopped, A Memoir of My Father's War and What Remains by Ariana Neumann. And imagine that you are a young Jewish man in Prague, in Nazi-occupied Czechoslovakia, the Nazi rules have been gradually encroaching and restricting your life more and more. Your parents have been taken and sent away to Theresienstadt, which is a Nazi concentration camp. And you know that the net is closing in on you. You're going to be next. You're not going to be able to escape it any longer. What do you do? And Hans Neumann, this young Jewish man, decided that he would adopt a false identity, which is grounds for being shot on the spot, by the way, he would adopt a false identity and he would go to Berlin and he would live and work in Berlin in the belly of the beast of the Nazi socialist republic, empire republic country. And he somehow miraculously survives. And he then goes to Venezuela after the war and he ends up building an incredibly successful life. But he never talked about what happened to him before, back in Czechoslovakia. And so Ariana Neumann grew up, her father was 50 when she was born, and she grew up knowing that her father had nightmares at night, but never really knowing what his history was. And then one day she found a card with his face on it and that it, but a different name and a Nazi stamp and everything on it. And she asked about it, but then it disappeared the next day. And he didn't want to talk about it or anything. And he never, ever wanted to talk about it. It was just so painful to him. But when he died, he left a box. He almost wanted that taken away, but thank God someone saved it, a box of the letters and the documents, et cetera. And so began this amazing detective story by Ariana to find out more about her father and what actually happened to her family. And it is an incredible story. I actually did it with my friends from my Australia days. We've created a, an online book club as a result of COVID-19, and I recommended this one, and they loved it. They, I mean, loved it is a wrong word, but they were gripped by it. One of, my, one of my friends said she read it the whole time with her heart in her throat. And it would definitely make a great book club selection. And it allows you to talk about 
how quickly freedom can be lost in a society, the extraordinary courage of women trying to protect their families, the risks they took trying to get food and supplies to each other in the different camps, and the relationships between fathers and daughters. It's a beautiful love letter. And Ariana is fantastic. We were lucky enough that I had gotten to know her and so through Goodreads. And so I invited her to join our book club on Zoom and I said, 20 to 30 minutes. And, and she was like, sure. And an hour and a quarter later, we're like, but one last question. She was amazing. She was <laughs> absolutely amazing. So I'm glad you've got it on your, that you know about it. I'd, I'd love to tip that imagine. over into open that book up and start reading. I'm, yes, I'm now putting, I have to reach out to her. And I have my own virtual book club that I started during this pandemic, but I have been remiss in scheduling really anything past a week out, which is really not good for my book club members. So these are great suggestions to add for the rest of the summers. So thank you for that. What about like great beach reads, sort of mindless, not mindless, that sounds negative, but great beach reads. Let's just leave it at that. Well, why don't we start with one that has the perfect name, which is actually beach read. (laughs) And it is probably on the more mindless end, but still with substance. This one is by Emily Henry. She's most known for a YA book called A Million Junes. This was our second most anticipated book of May, right below the Hunger Games prequel. So people are really clamoring for this book in a way that we don't see romance-type books pop up in such a major way. So we're really excited about this one. This one revolves around a down-on-her-luck romance writer who whose father passes away, and at his funeral, she learns that he not only had a secret lover, but also a secret beach house. So she does what any down-on-her-luck romance writer would do and goes and lives there to get her next book written under deadline. But of course, when she gets there, she discovers that next door lives a literary fiction writer, male, cute, etc. <laughs> but they're both suffering from writer's block. So they do the unthinkable, which is switch genres, and she decides to write the great American book, and he decides to write a romance book. And as they're doing it, hilarity, romance ensues. I'm reading this one right now. It's really fun. And I'm crossing my fingers for a happily ever after because I think that's what we all need in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> she was also on my podcast, Emily Henry. Nice. So listen to that one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay, sorry, Suzanne. This one I chose for mums. It's I Was Told It Would Get Easier by Abby Waxman, who wrote The Bookish Life of Nina Hill, which was very popular on Goodreads last year. And the premise of it is, let's face it, parenting teenagers is hard and the college process is insane. I've just gone through it. My son's graduating from high school next week. And so the story is based on Jessica and her 16-year-old daughter, Emily, taking a week-long tour of East Coast colleges. And each of them brings their own problems to that. Jessica is a successful lawyer, but she's actually just given notice to her job because she just cannot stand dealing with the sexism of her boss any longer. And Emily, meanwhile, is trying to keep very secret an incident at school. There's a situation at school that she really doesn't want her mum to know about. Plus, on top of that, there's the usual mum, daughter, teenage daughter. How do we still talk to each other kind of complications? And it's told in the perspective of the mothers and the daughters. You really get inside inside their heads. And the author, Abby, is actually the mum of three teenage daughters. So the dialogue and the scenes are spot on. Several reviewers are like, were you spying on me? You know, they they absolutely (laughs) relate to them. So it's hard being a teenager, but it's even harder being the mum of one. So this fun, witty, feel-good story is a great way to put things in perspective again. Abby was on my Instagram live show and I have two, I have twins who are turning 13 
in next week. So I feel like I need to give this to myself as a birthday present <laughs> for their birthday. <laughs> and I mean, I have it, but you know, I have to like consume it rapidly <laughs> to prepare. So I know we're also in the middle of this sort of, you know, Black Lives Matter movement and amplifying Black voices. How is Goodreads approaching that? How are you helping with that? How are you supporting that effort? Yeah. So this week we actually put together an anti-racism blog post, just giving our members and audience a list of books that they can turn to if they're wanting to learn more about this movement. Nonfiction is always a really great way to dive into things like this, but I think fiction can, you know, create empathy and do a lot of good as well. So I'm so happy to see that our number one most anticipated book for June is actually The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. So your audience might know Britt Bennett from her book from a few years ago called The Mothers. That is a brilliant book and was actually recently optioned by Kerry Washington to make into a TV show or a movie. So more to come on that, but super exciting. This one is about two identical twin sisters who grew up in a small southern town. And one presents more as white and the other twin sister actually is a little bit darker skinned. And as they escape, they end up living kind of different lives. So One finds herself in California living as a white woman with a white husband, and the other one actually ends up back in the small southern town living as a black woman. And this story revolves around their, you know, growing up throughout the decades. It starts in the 50s, ends in the 90s. Um, They both have daughters. So it's, it concentrates on race relations, mother-daughter relations, and I think it would be a really good topical fiction book if people are looking for that, looking for that right now. And I'm so glad you asked about it, Zivi, as well, because it's so important, obviously. And our first step, we, we saw people asking us, saying, please, please share a reading list. So we were really happy to put together the anti-racist reading list, and we focused only on Black authors for that. And then we're, we'll be looking for more things that we can do with editorial. There's a great list from uh, Black History Month where we have a fantastic list of fiction writers that we'll be resharing out and we'll be looking for more. But as a company, we were also asking ourselves, what can we be doing? And we're lucky enough at Goodreads that every two months we all get a free book perk. And this month happens to be book perk month. And so the leadership team, we, we decided that we would say, Still go ahead and pick whatever you want, but we're going to give you an additional pick. Pick from one of our diversity books. We want to encourage discussion amongst all of ourselves and all of us be engaging and learning on this topic. And we want to be continuing to look for more ways to do more concrete ways of supporting Black authors and also all authors of color as well. It's something that's really, really important to us. And we look for doing that in a multiple, in multitude of ways. I mean, the interesting thing about your platform is then you can actually go see if people are then reading those books, right? I feel like a lot of people are paying lip service to certain books right now, but you'll be able to see if they're reading them because they'll post about them and they'll give them reviews and all the rest of the great stuff that they can do on Goodreads and put them in their year of books. And I'm interested to see also some of the new titles that people are going to be finding as a result of your lists and other lists and all the lists all over Instagram of books maybe people weren't aware of. So I think there's enormous potential. Absolutely. And you're absolutely right. There's the, the discovery and the intent first, good intentions, but then encouraging people to read. But by seeing more people talking about books, people like to be part of, the zeitgeist is the wrong word to use with this particular thing, but people like to be part of the conversation. And so seeing more people talk about books and and adding them and reading them just encourages you to go, hang on a minute, I want to be part of this too and read these books as well. So yeah, absolutely. Totally. So people who just want a part of the action. See, it's like an unintended benefit of people who want to just, you know, 
climb on for the ride. <laughs> it ends up helping, helping society. So that's great. I am just wondering one more thing. You have this inside look into what makes people like certain books and you can see all of their past books and trends and things like that. So in addition to just the macro trends of what people are reading, like, have you figured out anything related to what makes people pick certain books? Like, can you, can you look across a certain user and see like, you know, why are these books so common? And like, what are people grasping for? Like any other like reading trends on more of a micro level? And maybe, maybe not, maybe I'm just, you know, rambling here, but I'm just curious what, I mean, you must have a a million insights into reading behavior with all the data you've collected. So just share us like one or two crumbs of of what you've learned. (laughs) I was just going to say on the personal level, because what you're talking about there is much more on the individual level where you're not going to get the trend trends that Danny started with. But what we, you're right, what we do try and do there is, actually, I'll go back. When we've done research with people, I'll tell you the, the number one thing that we hear nearly everyone say, which is, I have this very unique taste in reading. Nobody else likes quite the same array of books that I like. And then they say, but I wish I could find someone else who's like me. Because if I see what they're reading and I trust their reading taste, it's something that, oh, if you like it, I'm going to like it, then I'll follow it. And so some people, there's quite a few really great reviewers on Goodreads who've become very popular because people go, yeah, you're my taste. I'm going to go for that. You're going to broaden and widen my and help me also go out of all the books that I'm looking at. Oh, if that one, I'm going to read that one next. But then we also have a recommendations engine. We have an algorithm. And so we actually look at with all the data and signals that you're telling us about what you like in books, then we're able to start saying, oh, okay, then you're probably going to like these books next. It's something that we keep on working and improving on. I think we've got a long way to go there. I was actually just thinking about it this morning and wondering about the delights of AI and machine learning, et cetera, how we can start applying that. But yeah, we start, we do, we do definitely work to give you personalized content and recommendations. And we do have so many of our members who get advanced reading copies. And we have so many people that add books to their one to read shelf before books are published. So I think we have a little bit of special sauce where we really can see anticipation that a lot of other sites that don't have access to. So it's really exciting to be able to kind of re-bubble up and re-showcase these books that are coming out that we know that our audience at a large would would really respond to. So hopefully we gave you a good taste of those today. <laughs> Actually, that is really fun for us because we do the most anticipated lo- lists. We use data for the editorial team doesn't do it by personal picks. It's all about the data. But last year, towards the beginning of the year, the editorial team was saying to me, there's this book called The Silent Patient, and it is off the charts in what's going on with the pre-publication reviews and want-to-reads, et cetera. And so we could see that that one was going to hit the bestseller list before it actually did. So sometimes we'll see such strong signals, which is really fun to kind of see that data. Too bad there's no stock market for uh, this. Could be our next business together. <laughs> Keep pitching you businesses. Is there like the Hollywood Stock Exchange for books? You know, they're definitely authors whose stock I would buy right now. Then we would be it'd be insider trading though. We have too much knowledge. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You would like corner that market. Okay, fine. Never mind. <laughs> Well, thank you, Susanna Danny. This has been so fun. I feel like we could talk forever about different books. So thank you for sharing some little nuggets about Goodreads, behind the curtain of Goodreads and, <laughs> and all the rest, and your own naked yoga experiences. Who knew we would be talking about that on a Goodreads call? Sorry to embarrass you. So anyway, thank you both for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. <laughs> thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. That was fun. <laughs> my pleasure. Thanks again for listening to my podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. 
If you liked this episode, please follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books and sign up for my mailing list at ZibbyOwens.com so you can always hear about the latest things I'm up to. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Blue Land Cleaning, our sponsor for today's episode. Blue Land Cleaning, get your single-use plastic packaging, make that a thing of the past with this eco-friendly cleaning products company. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Thanks for listening. You could always email me at zibby at zibbyowens.com. Thank you.